0: Don't stop exploring. Land investment, the investment with numerous returns. In episode two with Jeff Berry, we discussed how every piece of land is different, so there's always something to learn and something new to discover. While there are many models for owning land, it's important to steward it well, which will lead to the best benefits. Here, In Episode 3, we explore the numerous return options LAND presents. I'm Joey Bland, and from Circle O Productions, this is Seasons. You know, you've been previously talking about returns on land. And I think the investment model of land. There's a lot of different models, and it's. I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't really understand land as an investment. It's the oldest. Um, in, it's the oldest uh, business out there, right? you know, farming and land and, and, but I don't think people really understand. And so take a couple of minutes, if you will, and walk us through, you, you had previously in a previous um, podcast, you had talked about like even recreational land can have, um, can have uh, an income flow potentially. So talk about, if you don't mind those different models.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, different areas of real estate, you know, of course have, different models and you know return uh potential and appreciation potential one of the things that i like particularly about land is its you're not typically you know dealing like if you buy if you're investing in a shopping center or rental housing or what have you and that's great for a lot of people for me the the management side of it again um uh, is a little too intensive it's more management intensive intensive than what farmland can be cuz you're not you're you're not dealing with land and buildings mm. and multiple tenants for example. And so generally like with farmland you would be dealing with one farmer um with a with a particular farm um and then if you pursued the recreational side you would have you know typically one person you're dealing with or a small group of people that are you know you're dealing with on the 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 uh, hunting side of the return So you have a, you know, obviously there's some properties in some areas that also have potential for mineral uh, rights and income from that standpoint. Mm. Uh, That was very, uh, it was very active market in that. And, you know, the Mississippi Delta, the areas of Arkansas for a good, particularly for a good while, while I was in the business, gas companies were uh, looking to do leases. And so there's, there's different, you know, quite a few uh, options with different properties for rental income without as heavy of a management uh, load as you might have with other types of real estate. That's a big advantage to me. And then particularly in what we were doing, you also had um, these uh, different government programs that could provide income, uh, conservation programs. Uh, You can go through whatever county that you buy your, your property is in you know, there's like the, the FSA that deals with more farm related uh, activities, and then the NRCS, which deals with more of the conservation side. So, we really dealt a lot with NRCS. And, you know, you have, they have some programs that are more uh, 10, 15 year programs that would provide an annual income for setting that property aside. That's generally for properties that are, are not as good a farmland, again, that would, you know, adjoin uh creeks and streams or rivers. And uh so you could plant trees and other buffers as far as to help, you know, prevent the runoff into the creeks uh, from the farming activities. And so then you had also some permanent uh programs uh on the government uh side that could provide one time payments for more permanent conservation measures, which we did that as well when we were planting the trees, putting in the wetlands. And then of course the other thing with uh land is you have the appreciation potential like with my dad's property uh the farm that he bought outside of you know Memphis out in Shelby County uh southeast Shelby County by the Mississippi line that wasn't a, that didn't produce income through the years uh a little bit through the cattle but that was mainly a land appreciation uh investment
0: and it could have also been a hay operation potentially mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. some income uh, even if you just have pastures, right with hay income, but right yeah, go ahead.
1: Right. So there you know from the cattle and hay and, and uh, what have you he, there was some some potential. but that was primarily a uh, land investment appreciation uh, model. and that can be a great model you know for the right people in the right uh, a little bit longer time horizon uh, than than what we were looking to do. Um, and then what we were, what we were doing was very focused on the income, but also, I mean, for, for trying to maximize the income for that property, uh, while also, uh, you know, protecting it from a stewardship standpoint with the different conservation programs, which also provided returns or tax benefits and or tax benefits. And so that, that's where land can also be a, uh, uh, a real benefit as far as on the, the tax side of things. And, you know, it's just, it's got so many different, different options, um, you know, in ways you can go. And then of course the appreciation can also take place with those too. Right. So it, you know, what we were talking about, you know, I forget the exact quote, but it's like gold with a dividend and, uh, it really can be, and, uh, you just need to be able to, uh, you know, make sure you can, you know, invest the, the, the funds or get backing like we were talking about uh, with other partners or investors to where you can manage it and financially while you're, you know, enjoying it and doing what you want to do. And so that's the that's the beauty of land investment to me is the environmental opportunities, the, the business investment opportunities. And having a place that you can really enjoy and, and make memories. In.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think that's interesting because I don't think most people understand the um, the model. And and if it's a if it's an income producing farm, meaning that it's got crops on it, um, like you you talked about, in a way, there's a simplicity to it because there's not multiple tenants that you're dealing with like if you owned a a office condo building or something like that there's typically one farmer that you you build a relationship with and and you're getting annual income from them rent on the farm but then at the same time um you know since the um 70s I mean uh, land has seen constant appreciation so um, so that's interesting the the thing I'd like to ask you is is on a personal note and and that's because this being the seasons podcast which the purpose is to uh, educate people about land um, our goal is to see a hundred people that'll invest in land that that aren't investing in land right now but we want to do that through really reconnecting people through the stories And so I think it's interesting that I, I know you personally so well and you mentioned earlier how you tend to be a little bit adD uh, your your interest uh, being sustained in something is quite a feat and and so uh, land is a little bit more of a slow moving, business model and so just for you personally because you've invested in land a lot rural land and did it for 15 or 20 years Um, but why why would you suggest to someone to do that what what's your personal you know uh, kind of reason that you wanted to do that
1: yeah I mean I think it's a uh, well, let me back up real quick. Uh, one of the things on the investment side I failed to mention earlier from a tax standpoint is uh, a huge advantage of land investment is the capital gains treatment you get uh, that you can get when you sell your property. And so it doesn't work with you know all properties and, and all models, but with basic farmland investment and, and light improvement, improvements like we did, um, and then when you sell your property – you know the time period can change a year or two or what have you but then you you whatever your gain is you would pay capital gains taxes which i think are now at 25% they were lower and so there's significant tax advantages just from that side of it of the land investment side and then uh, personally it's you know uh, yeah i i do get antsy so to speak with my add um af- but you know so that's where it's every investor is different and every piece of land is different so what are your goals what's your interest in 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 what you're uh pursuing that would be some something everybody needs to ask but and what's your timetable so with me i mean i i was i I was good like i could you know two three four five years we were able to get those properties we were always improving them and seeing the progress or making a mistake and having to back up and redo it but there was always change in in getting the property like you wanted it and getting it right before we would sell it to where it was more of a finished, you know, polished product, so to speak. And so it, you know, it, the timetable for me, that timetable worked well. And then the next property, you know, we'd hopefully have a, a few going on at the same time and the next property could, uh, you know, have some be another phase and have something else going on. And so, it is. And then, then, you know, that also moved into the, the land brokerage side. Um, because I had I was no longer developing subdivisions, you know, after five, ten years I was just doing the land and I had the time, but not necessarily the resources to do, you know, not 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 definitely didn't have the resources to do unlimited projects, but I would do whatever I had the financial uh with my partner, what we had the ability to do. And then I started brokering uh, to help other people buy farms and, you know, farmland, timberland, rec land. And so that's where, you know, again, I was able to be involved in, in larger deals than I was able to uh, do as a, as a buyer and seller and owner. And, you know, deal with more people. And, you know, you're dealing with all kinds of people in the land, which I enjoy, too, from a personal standpoint. You know, you're dealing with farmers. You're dealing with you know people that are doing the labor you're dealing with a small town officials the government officials and um there's just a lot of aspects and then dealing with the bank and financial institutions if they're involved and then also with your your buyers and so there's there's just so many angles to land that i've enjoyed and a lot of that's you know not just the different types of property you come across, but also people that are in those areas and and get to be, you know, know the locals and part of those communities as well has been really enjoyable.
0: Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. You, you've really kind of gone full circle now with, um, with your story, your connection with land. I appreciate you sharing it with us. And I think it's fascinating that, um, you know, you by nature are really an explorer. You like exploring, you like new things, you like challenges, um, but you also love nature. You also love uh, being outdoors and experiencing it. And I just think that uh, it's a fascinating story that you have of, of enjoying those things with your father as a child and just the time y'all were able to spend together, to then that leading to a professional career, to then leading to, you know, where you are today. And uh, so I really appreciate you sharing all that. You know, uh, just going back um, to your dad and that farm, we lived there for a year or two, I don't remember. And I really enjoyed that. That was, um, that was a lot of fun. But um, what a what a uh, great launching pad for you and what an impact that it it uh, had on your family really that that one thing and I guess for him I mean would you say that that was a that was a pretty important investment for your family
1: yeah you know, it was you know definitely um, you know his best investment you know of his life and um, and it was in in his case it was a uh, kind of a the business side was he just he, he really could tell and thought that this particular farm would be in an area of, of growth over time. Now whether that be more people looking to buy hobby farms or what have you out in that area or in the path of development one day. and it was also something that he you know enjoyed so much uh, you know dealing with the cattle and, and then that our family did, that he was able to do with his children. And, uh, and then, you know, one thing I didn't mention earlier was the, uh, uh, you know, kind of keeping full circle in, in the land business that I got into in the rural and the, the, the recreational farmland business. I was able to spend, you know, take my kids with me all the time. When I needed to go check on something, I could take them. We'd ride the four-wheeler or, or hike out across the fields or what have you. and uh, I was able to take them and spend so much time with them in, in that uh, business and, and uh, passion as well. But yeah, my dad would, would say that was uh, definitely his uh, best investment of his career and life.
0: Well, I love the connection. I love the reconnection. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for telling your story. Stories are important and uh, really appreciate you sharing yours with us.
1: Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Land ownership provides numerous return options depending on the landowner's interest and goals. Land can also be a generational wealth creator when managed properly. There's a reason land is the oldest investment tool. For more information, go to our website, delta-farmland.com.